right, welcome to Purposely Offside. We're back, and we have called an emergency podcast. Plug guy. Sorry, I was just uh, wetting my whistle here with our uh, <laughs> delicious land sharks that were. Yes, some San Jose sharks. We needed some. We needed some uh, refreshments or beers at, after. You know. Yeah, something last to night. something to make us forget what was last night. You know, I was actually offered tickets to the game last night. Someone messaged me on Thursday. Family member messaged me on Thursday. Do I want to go to the game? I made the best decision of my life to not go to the Leafs versus Carolina last night, Saturday night. We'll get into all that during this podcast. But yeah, I, I've been to some horrible games before. We, and we've talked about it on the show. I'm glad I didn't go to that one. I'm actually upset that I, I watched the game. Never mind went to the game. If if you if you went to the game last night, I really, really sincerely hope you've messaged or complained to MLSC to get your money back or some sort of reimbursement for that absolute disaster and atrocity that everybody witnessed last night yeah i mean agreed but i mean it was more it was entertaining it now it's turned now <laughs> it, it was entertaining now it's just turned into a complete joke it's a complete joke like it's hilarious after yeah. the fact but when you're sitting there watching the game investing time and for those of you that went to the game a lot of money on a saturday oh, yeah. night in february in 2020 to go to downtown Toronto to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Carolina Hurricanes duke it out in a in a very important game, right? Playoff implications, positioning, potential seating, and just to go there and witness what you, you, you what you got to witness. But okay, it's just it's just back, incredible. Going back, it's to just your incredible. Point, like they I can't should, believe it. They should message MLSC and get their money back. Would you rather go to a shutout, like where Carolina wins for nothing, or go to a game like that? Like I'm just, I'm glad I didn't go because I would have left the arena just um, owed. But I'd be pissed either way. But to go there and actually be a part of some like infamous history. Uh, I would I would take that over just a, a regular shutout any day. Yeah, it depends which way you look at it, eh? Should we? Do we even have to give people context no, of what happened? Our audience night? needs no context. Leafs lose six three last night to ca- the Carolina Hurricanes, who looked like the two thousand two Detroit Red Wings, and the Leafs looked like the the Leafs. Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw I saw. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're on social media, um. Last night, I was watching the game, and, you know, I was pretty jacked up. You know, you see, like, you know, James Reimer and Ned. Everybody loved James Reimer, fan favorite, blah, blah, blah. He goes down early, and then, you know, you feel bad. You're like, wow, you know, because James Reimer's a great guy, you know, got stuck on a bad team, but he was a fan favorite here for sure. They take the lead. Uh, after Morazic comes into the game, then you feel like, all right, you know, they're settling in. It's going to be a good game. But then you see Kyle Clifford come barreling down center ice. That's why we got him. That's why the Leafs fantastic effort. Kyle, Kyle Clifford, right? Fantastic effort. Incredible hustle. Everyone, everyone on that team 
should take notes from that. But then I turn and I look and I see Peter Morazic storming out of the net. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete 50-50 puck once they, I guess they got inside the blue line. Right. And I, and I, my eyes just got wide and I went, oh man, this is going to be bad. Right. Like he, they're not stopping. And all of a sudden, bam, collision. And you know, I, I got to think part of that is because earlier in the game, um, I can't remember what Carol, oh, Sveshnikov, he took a run at Tyson Berry. Yeah. Hit him from behind. Yeah. So yeah, there's no way Clifford was stopping there. He was going full scent. And he did, right into Morazic. Full send. Took him out of the game. Was XFL this, style. Was this before? Was that before or after he got in the Tilly? This might have been after. After the fight. Right? After he fought, then he... I don't know. That's a great question. I'll have to go back and look at the Can't game. remember. Bottom line is, this game wasn't... You know, we won't be remembered for Clifford's hit or Clifford's fight. This game is going to be remembered for the Leafs losing 6-3 and having half the game to score on a 42-year-old Zamboni driver named David Ayers. David Ayers. David. Who the hell is David Ayers? Who first of the all, hell first of all, you, is David Ayers? We'll tell you. We're going to tell our audience who exactly it is. First of all, what was, what was going through your mind when you saw Mrazek down? After knowing what happened to Reimer and knowing that... It, it was a, well, it was a mean, really bad collision. I he know how, his head. You could tell it. You I could know tell this it was bad. would have to go to an emergency situation, but because you know we saw it last year in Chicago, Scott Foster goes in, and I'm not sure if he won the game for the Chicago Blackhawks or not, but he was pretty revered and went went down as just a beauty and a legend, right? For stepping in. I mean, these guys get a lot of respect for stepping into a game like that, right? Like they're they're by no they, they by no means have any accolades or credentials to play in the NHL, but they're stepping in on what, you know, what it is. And it's an emergency basis. So I thought it'd be maybe someone like that, but I really didn't expect it to be the Marley Zamboni driver. I saw, um, I think Mike Zigamanis, who is, uh, one of the hosts of the leadoff show on sports, uh, on sports in the morning. Uh, he said that usually the, um, emergency goaltenders are like the university of Toronto goalies. Yeah, that's what you expect. Ryerson, but apparently, since those teams have been eliminated from the from the an OUA playoffs, they 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 weren't eligible or options. I should say that's probably the better word to go in as the emergency goalies. That's wild. So in comes David Ayers, forty two year old Marley Toronto Marley Zamboni driver, <laughs> comes in. And this is why I say, like, maybe you did get some entertainment value if you went to the game last night. It's just, it was just such a crazy thing that happened. Like, when you put the storyline together, like, it's not like the guy came in, like, with the Scott Foster thing. He, he, it was the game was in Chicago, and he came in for the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. So he came in for the hometown team. Yeah. This is a guy who's in Toronto, works. For the team, has played with the team, has practiced with the team, knows the team. Yeah. Lives in Toronto, works in Toronto, and then he gets called to play for the opposing team. Yeah. Against the team that he plays and works and works for. With Toronto Toronto Marley's pads on. 
Yeah, he and, a, <laughs> and a face mask with a Carolina Hurricanes jersey. He looked like Archer's Urban. It was insane. When I when I saw him walk out last night with the Leafs gear on, I was dying laughing. Oh, was I was like, this is an absolute joke right it was, now. It was like a comedy show. I it was, was comedy. I, I was dying. I was laughing. I was watching the game. I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this happen right now. The game now. wasn't even over yet, and I was I was howling. It was it was so funny. I just thought it was hilarious because of how it was. It was just like at the halfway point of the game. Yeah. There's so much game left to play. It wasn't like the third period. The guys coming in well, to clean in up the, the last five minutes. The second period. This guy was called upon. First of all, it was a close game. <laughs> play, like I said, playoff implications. It's not like it was in the beginning of the season, first couple of months. Uh, you know, a team that's a a, a bottom feeder that's no, this is really out of it. This is, this is right in the right in the heart of a playoff hunt. Playoff implications and a guy from the double dumps arena is coming in to play goalie. And kind of bush league though, right? I don't know. Like, it's gonna be a better system than this. You know, there's a lot of people saying that. I mean, in, the, in this case, it's a complete conflict of interest, right? Because that guy could have easily like it, it's weird because you're like, oh, you know, on one hand, this guy could have came in and you know just you know shit the bed on purpose well, the, for the Leafs. Wouldn't matter. Leafs got five shots. But at the end third. of the day, when you think when you when you put that in the context, this guy is literally an emergency goalie. A forty-two-year-old Zamboni driver. Like, you do you expect him to be good? No. Like, lights out and shut him out. Well, okay, let's look. Even at what... if he tried, even if he tried to, which he, <laughs> yeah. he clearly was trying. Well, the could have used it a little bit. It doesn't even matter. It didn't matter. They, they won the game for them. They only got twenty-five shots on goal. It, it probably they probably got like what a total of ten on like, on David Ayers. Absolutely crazy. Okay, well, okay. Well, what happened? As soon as David Ayers goes in, Toronto concedes a goal. Goes from 3-1 to 4-1. But, like, then the Leafs actually score in their next two yeah, shots to make Two shots, three. two goals. You're sitting there thinking, okay, they're going to absolutely light this guy up. It's going to be like 8-4, 8-5. Mm-hmm. This game's over. Mm-hmm. But then you sit there and you see them start to struggle. They turn in the puck over. They get scored on. And you're just like... <laughs> What the hell is going on? What is going on? What, what are we seeing right now? Like, why are why are we seeing the Toronto Maple Leafs fall apart? This, this should be yeah. the this should be the other way around. This should be all over Carolina, and they should be the ones falling apart. Not, Absolutely. I'm saying, like, what the hell well, are we watching? Especially because, like, how funny was it? How funny was it when the Leafs scored those two goals on two shots? Like Tavares, I was laughing. He like, shot it at his lo- at David Ayers' logo and scored. And then, like and, the big, and then who scored the other goal? Uh, Engvall. Uh, Engvall. Big rebound, pots no it in. So at that point, when you score two goals on two shots, aren't you thinking, hey guys, let's just load up on shots. Shoot shoot it from like the blue line. Shoot it from half. To go into the third period and get five, was it five or six shots on goal? Maybe you can confirm that for me. I got seven shots in the third. That's disgusting. Ten shots in total. That's when gross. Ten shots total. Two goals on ten shots. Disgusting. Nothing more. Nothing less. There is no fight or will to win with the Toronto Maple Leafs. If there was, they would have smelt blood last night. And Matthews could have probably hit 50 last night. I don't even think he had a shot. No, no he had a couple, but they were like in close. Like they weren't like lasers. Like they weren't snipes like he usually has. But I'm licking my chops. I'm like, here's my chance to pad the stats. If as I see as this guy as go as in. As soon as you see him skating down the ice, you got to be looking at this guy and be like, oh, you're done. 
We're gonna we're gonna torch you. Instead, they're patting his like. I didn't like that. They're patting his. Yeah. You know, they're I, I giving didn't like pats that. on the back. Okay, whatever. It's a tough situation to go in. Go light him up. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a professional hockey game. You're right. Right. You get paid a shit ton of money. Yeah. To score and to win games. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This it's an unfortunate situation, but at the end of the day, it's a professional hockey game. Yeah, you get exactly. paid to win. They're like there should be patting no, on the back, tapping be, his yeah. pads. Oh, good luck, buddy. Good luck. No, you should be staring him down. And be like, you are done. Yeah. You're gonna like. This They're is gonna be the worst experience and, for you. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You're gonna wish you never came into the game. And what do the Leafs do? They take it easy on him. Don't get any shots. And now become the laughing stock of the league. Yeah, and look who the joke's on now. It's on Toronto. Yeah, they're now looking at their team getting blown up, potentially. Oh, well, let's... Because Dubas is pissed. Oh, yeah, you saw that footage of him last night just storming out of the press box. He he, he wasn't laughing. Mm -hmm. He didn't think that was funny. No. He was sitting there going, you guys are an absolute joke of a team. Yeah, and you had millions. You know the fans were going crazy. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a really interesting, funny situation. I mean, something you'd never ever believe or expect would happen in a hockey game. But um, so yeah, if you're at the game, you're you're enjoying it. It's entertaining. But the entertainment value is there. But you had millions of fans sitting at home watching this team just like self destruct. Oh yeah, and literally turned into hate. Yeah, for this team in one fell swoop you went you went from yeah you went from a four nothing beating of arguably one of the best teams in the nhl yeah to literally losing to uh no no offense to him but like an average joe like yeah. a non-professional hockey player say what you want and i and i will and i will give credit where credit to Carolina played unbelievable. Oh yeah, their defense is incredible. They played incredible. Yeah. When when that situation happened, they bared down and they completely shut down the Leafs. I would say if you look at a six. So man I tip my cap to Carolina. Yeah. They played incredible. Six man defensive roster. Carolina's up there in the league. Yeah. They're six man D with Jake Gardner. With Jake Gardner, yeah. But and this is what also pissed me off about the game last night. When that happened, and you saw. Carolina bear down defensively. I was thinking to myself, this is playoff hockey. This yeah. is exactly what teams do in Absolutely. the playoffs. When their backs are against the wall and they're fighting for their lives, the the best teams or the the cup winning teams will bear down and play shut down hockey. And they kept the Leafs to the outside the whole game. The Leafs could not do anything. Yeah, and that's extremely concerning. Mm-hmm. And people saw it. People saw it like you. You can't. You you can't score on a team that has some Joe Blow from the street in net. How the hell are you going to beat a Tampa? How are you going to beat a Boston in the playoffs? Well, if your killer instinct doesn't come out in that situation, when is it ever going to come out? And it's the thing we've been questioning with Toronto the whole year. We've been talking about this all friggin' year. Where is the compete level of this team? And then you know they got that good win. That four nothing win against Pittsburgh on Thursday, you know the narrative switched. Oh, they found it—a good thing to build from, a good win to build off of. Yeah. They competed the whole game, and they look good. They look good on uh, on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins after an embarrassing game on Tuesday against Pittsburgh. It looks like they turned a corner, and then they do that, yeah. and then they go out in front of their home fans. First of all, don't even show up to play. 
And second of all, a gift from the heavens, the hockey gods saying, here, Leafs, here's a break. And you don't take advantage of it. You don't seize the moment. So if there's no killer instinct last night, this team won't, just won't find it. And if you got to constantly in the media, like as you hear uh, Muzzin and Marner constantly in the media saying, you know, we got to raise our level. We're not playing to our um, abilities. We're not competing hard enough. Well, why are, Why not? There's 19, like what, 19 games left? You missed the playoffs. The city's going to, the Toronto's going to be set on fire, man. It's going to yeah. be like, <laughs> for a lot of people, it's going to feel like the end of the world if Toronto makes the playoffs. This team is, does not want to go through that. And this is just a small example of how they will be roasted if they don't make the playoffs. Because they are being roasted yeah. right now. Like the Twitter was on fire last night. Yeah. Twitter was hilarious. Saw some really good tweets. So so after after the game ended and the, and the shock sort of set in, mm-hmm. it, it turned from complete shock and embarrassment to let's make a joke of this because yeah. no matter what we say or do, it happened. Let's... I don't know, sort of enjoy the moment and see this team just get destroyed. It kind of started to turn into well, a, a comedy fest. Of course, after. you like, saw the Scott Foster NHL 20 uh, Xbox PS4 covers. Like, it's it's great. The one... Uh, the tweets were... There's some epic tweets One last great night. tweet. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know if you... so Yeah, you show me the one. You you told me about this one. So why don't you tell it to the crowd? Is to this our audience. The, the Game 7? Yeah. That's a good one. I actually found this one this morning. It's a good one. So I ended up waking up today, and my first thought was, did last night actually happen? These guys actually lost to an emergency goalie. And I went on Twitter. Obviously, it would, Twitter was still blowing up from tweets from last night, and people just still irate at the team. And then I come across this, this epic tweet, which is... Perfect, perfect explanation and roast of, or I guess praise for the Hurricanes and roast the Leafs. So I found this guy, this guy Mike Trazo, and he tweets: "The Canes played that third period as if it was a game seven, which we just sort of mentioned. Unfortunately, so did the Leafs. Amazing, cool. and." That's a perfect way I, to sum I it thought up. to myself, that's probably the best tweet I saw the yeah. night because that was the perfect explanation for what we just saw. The yep. Leafs being the Leafs, Carolina actually being a good hockey team, knowing how to actually go and win. Because we saw it last year in the playoffs, them coming in and shocking the world and actually making a decent run in the playoffs last year, excuse me, and the Leafs bowing out in, in typical and recently fashion. How can you even sit here and say, I'm not saying you're saying this. But how can we even sit here and say the Leafs are a playoff team? We can't. I feel I feel embarrassed because we we've spent the last you know four months like this is raising them, saying that they could go on a cup run and they could you know they're ready, you know they're they're hungry they they want it, and then just to see how this whole season has progressed, it's. This it's, season it's, has it's been a shocking. disaster. It's, in a, it's been probably one of the like from top weirdest to and worst seasons I've, I've watched in recent history with a team this good. It, it, like it's... Well, I mean, a team that's supposed to be It's good. supposed to be, but it's not. It's And it's weird to see like what... there's There's got to be something going on with them. It has to be. 
because well or it could just be the way Kyle Dubas which we have talked on this show before has constructed his team I get they've had a lot of injuries and you've you, you're plugging guys in and out of the lineup each week. I don't buy that. I don't, I don't buy that. Your the core of your team is still yeah. there. And I, I don't buy the injury excuse. They have a lot of a lot of injuries. I think that's in the back too. End. I think that's way but. too easy to say. They haven't had. They Matthews has played a full season so far. Knock on wood. Yeah. The core of their team is, has yeah. played most of the season. Like the top top two lines, top two top pairing defensively. And, and, and Freddie's been Freddie. We can talk but. about yeah, and Morgan Riley. That's a, that's a big injury but i don't i'm not buying it because you know what these guys are skilled players but we're learning that you, it's not just about skill you can't just show up and say i got i got a lot of skill when you look at the best teams in the league and i'm going to include carolina in there because they know how to play hockey but yeah, they're, they're a good team. but obviously i'm talking boston i'm talking uh i'm talking tampa pittsburgh. bay pittsburgh throw winnipeg st louis in there they all have grit, balls, that heart, determination, fight. Like you can't teach that, right? You just gotta like you. How can you teach heart in practice? You could teach defensive coverage. Can't teach heart. Can't teach determination. Can't teach fight. I just don't. I think this collective group of players, they're not good enough. Do because th- because there's no compete level. Do you think that's an age problem? It's not just an the age problem. It's a team construction problem. I think it's bo- because I'll tell you, a little both. you know, it's a little... This team, when Lou Lamorello was here and Mike Babcock was the head coach, and yet I know I know Babcock has its has his flaws, this team competed. Th- yeah, they had that backbone. They had tough, a backbone. Tough backbone to... That one, they're held the one season before we drafted Matthews, the season where we came last place, the Leafs showed a lot of fight that year. Yeah, and they a, came last they're place. They're just a bad team, a horrible team. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have the players. So to watch this now, it's like, how do we go from that to this? And, and the only thing I, I see here is the Leafs diverted from their, I guess you can say their identity and philosophy under Lou Lamorello. Under Lula, Lula, Lou Lamorello, little tongue twister there. It was all about respect, accountability, and doing your job. Yeah, he had those rules about staying clean shaven, but maybe something small like that attributes to something bigger, right? It is about structure. being responsible. It's about structure, structure. being responsible, yeah. being accountable. And, well, they're laying they're laying a foundation. That's they were laying they were, a foundation. That's what they're trying to do. And then they got to a crossroads where it's like, do we go with the analytics-driven young guy in Kyle Dubas, or stick with Lou, who started this whole plan with Kyle, with uh, Brendan Shanahan? And they and and for some reason, and we've talked about it before on purposely offside. For some reason, Brendan Shanahan decided to go with the unproven. Young analytic-driven GM Kyle Dubas. And I'm not saying he's a bad GM, but in hockey, you can't build a hockey team on analytics and statistics. Because I think in hockey, I test is a lot more proven and a lot more useful 
in determining your team than analytics. I don't know if you agree with me. I test on how a person competes. Mm-hmm. Puck battles. Immeasurables, I guess. It's immeasurable. Data-wise. Like, yeah. Data can be flawed. Like, I mean, it can only tell you so 100%. much. But like I said, there are so many things that can't be measured that, like you said, are geared towards successful being a successful hockey player and a successful team that aren't being measured or can't be measured. And you know, it, it's more it's not stats driven, it's more emotional and behavioral driven things Absolutely. that aren't being measured that really contribute to being a successful hockey club that might not yeah. be being taken into consideration by um more of those analytics driven sure. people. Like there's a lot that, you know, you can you can predict or tell from that, but there's so many more attributes a player needs to be successful that may not be taken into consideration that either they're not caring about, yeah, not using, or are just stubborn in their own ways and, and want to build a system a different way than what's been working for the last, you know, 50 years. Like they say, this, this new age, you know, NHL no clutch and grab, but at the end of the day... You need physical players. You, you, you still, need to have a physical it's presence hockey. on the there's, ice. It's there's hockey. still a complete physical element to hockey that... Um, yeah. you need and like this, the Leafs clearly don't have and no, you're seeing you're seeing the result of what, what's going on this puck possession stuff business it's not even proven like just because they have a lot of possession does not translate into goals they have a lot of possession their power play was terrible terrible last night they're 0 for 4 in the power play I don't even think they could keep the puck in the zone for like 2 seconds but the problem is because they're trying to play this this, this Barcelona yeah, tiki possession, tiki taka. Get the puck in deep yeah. and go forecheck. Yeah. If you're gonna stick handle past the blue line, it's not happening. It's not happening, and it didn't happen last night because they're because other teams are just gonna pressure high. So this whole puck possession, there's no analytics that say it works. Get the puck in deep and establish a forecheck. Yeah. You got to switch it up. You can't just possess the puck all game. No, nothing makes You're me turning back in their own zone and losing it. Nothing makes me more mad than when I'm watching the game and I see them break out from their end of the power play and then I see them drop it back. I I and they stand at the line. I can't stand when I see Oh, that. I hate that. Cuz you like you said they get stood up at the line. You got the first of all you get one of the smallest guys on the ice trying to carry the puck in. It will turn it over, get stripped and it just leads to them going back the other way. It drives me nuts when I see that. When all nuts, you have to bro. do is get the lead guy, nuts. play it down the boards, have a guy forecheck, like you know, a guy like a Hyman or, or somebody, that's whatever, it doesn't matter. Get the puck, pucks in deep. Exactly yeah. what they've been preaching. Pucks in deep. Get it in deep. Man. And pin them. Pin them. And keep them there. Establish a forecheck and cycle. Use the your puck. speed yeah. and beat them to the corners. And then use your body, which they also need to learn to do, and hem them in. But they keep trying to possess the yeah, puck, and they get bodied working. off. They get bodied off the puck, and it's out. It's out of the zone. That, it's, it's crazy. The most frustrating part about about. So that I, I, I look. I look too. at where the Leafs ones were, and where they are right now, and I just see like, why wouldn't they stay the course with Lou Lamorello? Because if Lou Lamorello is still around, that culture and identity that he built from those years. Uh, before Matthews would still be there. Babcock and Lou Lamorello were, you know, thinking the game the same way. And now you're stuck in a position going into Monday 
trade deadline day. And it's like, we don't even know what the Leafs are. Are they buyers, sellers? I would have said buyers before yesterday. But like, is it like, um, like it, at some point, Kyle Dubas has to understand that the product he's put on the ice, it's not working. Not working. And and like, there's only so many like times you can say, you can press the restart button and say, okay, now it's time to buckle down and play. This is constant embarrassment after constant embarrassment. So question for you. I mean, do you think, or, you know, what, what do you think the Leafs next move is? Kyle Dubas has been, I'm going to say, has not been impressive as a general manager. He's not addressed the need on defense. He's not addressed team toughness. He didn't address he didn't address the backup goalie position until what three weeks ago when he got Jack Campbell. Okay, what does Kyle Dubas need to do? What's the next step for the Leafs? Oh, well, I think they they definitely need to shake the lineup. Just to shake the lineup, just to improve it in any way. If he has to make a decision, are you gonna be all in and still want to contend this year, or do you want to try and? you know, see what happens. Maybe if you're going to limp into the playoffs or not right now, they're Florida they're lost last these, night too. I guess, again, right? again, everything's falling into place yeah, for this I team. Know. These, these, the Eastern conference teams are, are losing constantly yeah. and sliding. And they're literally allowing the, allowing the Leafs to gain traction, which makes everything, which and they're still blowing. makes it. everything more frustrating though. Right. Yeah. Because the Leafs could be like 10 points clear. Yeah. If they were to win maybe three, four more of their games. Yeah. And a tough week coming up where they're oh. also playing Florida. Tampa on Tuesday, Florida on Thursday. Yeah. Right? So I I personally think they're going to stay the course. I don't think they're going to get too ahead of themselves or too emotional because of this. I think they're going to try and let cooler heads prevail, which sounds crazy. But um, one, I think they're in such a bad cap situation that they can't do anything. But they have LTIR. They have guys injured. Right, right. They have CC out. That's four million. They have uh, Morgan Riley out. That's yeah. five. But you're gonna look at either uh, blockbuster trade, in which you're moving a big contract, which some guys may want not want to do. Um, either you're gonna have to eat salary if you're gonna move some big con bigger contracts, or you maybe trade some UFAs. Like I think Barry for sure is going to get dealt. That'd be an, that, that that whole thing is interesting. Flipping um, Barry for a couple picks to then turn into a an attractive offer for a defenseman, like a defensive, or it's going to be a, or it's going to be a package. Yeah. To try try and attract a, a defenseman with term, um, or you he's going to stay the ship, try and see what happens, and then maybe make moves when uh, contracts are gone. He has he can see a bigger picture of his contract situation and. Maybe try to move someone by the time free agency rolls around in July. I'd I'd make a splash. He's gonna have to. Or I'd else... go in Monday and be like, "Who wants William Nylander?" Yeah, seriously. That's and because I, I, I've, I've said this. That... I've said this many times. That's the one contract and one guy I think is is their guy to move, regardless of the season he's having. If you really want to shake your lineup and get to get to your team and say, "Listen." We're not messing around here. No, we're not, exactly. You, you want guys to start getting traded and message. moved? You want to get moved? Start and, playing. And I know some people think like, "Oh, why the hell are you trading Elander?" 
friendly contract, 6.7. He's playing up to his contract. 27 goals. He's hot right now. And you can sell him really high right now. The Leafs don't need the same player. They have too many of the same players. I agree. So part ways with Nylander because his contract's attractive. You get a good return. And you send a message to the team. If you don't live up to yourself as a professional and up to your contract, you're out of here. I think Kyle Dubas has committed too much to these guys. Obviously, it starts with the term they got and the money. But that doesn't mean they can mail it in and play when they want mm-hmm. because they have the, there's that sense that these guys just kind of they show up when they want to. Yeah. I'd send a message, and I know it's a lot of people don't feel that way. But personally, for me, I've seen enough. I've seen enough where I would make the a splash. I, I think I'd make. A move. I think uh, most fans have seen enough. I've seen enough because they. they last last they, night was the last yeah. straw, man. Come on. They dealt with. They dealt with the, um, the holdouts. They dealt with you know all the money being thrown around, all the contract talks, and you know, fired the coach, doing whatever they doing whatever they can up. to satisfy exactly. these players. Exactly. Fire the coach. You get these generous contracts. Too much. Music during practices. Music. You get a you get a players coach in there. Switch it up. You, these guys have literally bent over and done everything. They're running the for show. These guys. They're running and, the show. And this is how they repay this fan exactly. base and team. And my point is, with Lou, this would not have no. been the case. You wouldn't Lou have would have been running the show. It. Yeah. So I'd make a splash. I think. Go it, go make it, this your team, Kyle. Yeah. Go you go make a statement. Put your foot down and say, listen. Put your foot down. Enough is enough. This is my team now. And it's gonna and and it always happens with teams like you talk about. You look at um, other sports. Uh, I you look at baseball because this just happened recently after with, actually with the Red Sox. Teams get to a point where they have to start shedding salary. Absolutely. And they say like, okay, this isn't working. We've overpaid these players. We're not getting any return on them. They're not performing. We're not winning. We're not getting any championships. We're paying a lot of tax. Well, with the baseball, they have luxury taxes and things like that, similar to NBA. Um, they're paying in American dollars, so they're already paying. You know, the conversions on those are these. This organization has spent a ton of money. Yeah, it's capped, and most teams are close or at the cap. Yeah, and a team like our organization, like MLC, can definitely afford it. But still, when you're not getting a return, like playoff wins, additional revenue other than your season, deep playoff runs, more uh, clinching home home ice, which leads to more revenue for teams, you're going to start shedding. You're going to say, listen, we got to take a step back. The Blue Jays did it. They, they said, you know what, our, our window's closed. Mm-hmm. They shipped out all their huge contracts and went with rookies. I think you'll... They, it's not going to be the same sense with the Leafs. They're going to have to shed contracts to get better pieces. Yeah. Um, and they need more cap to be able to go and do that. So 100%. you're going to see, you're going to start to see cap casualties. Yeah. In this case, and I think the one guy who has, like you said, the good contract, the term, and who's actually playing up to an even par with his contract right now is Nylander. Leafs don't have a first round pick this year. So no first rounder. You have no cap. You can get a first round pick right now for William Nylander. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm really not concerned. More or less about the pick. They they need bodies. Like they need yeah. players who are ready to play now. They can't. They can't sit. There. They have a loaded farm system right now. Who they're also not. Who, I'm sure they're ready to ship off some players, but they can't because they can't package any of these guys yet. Yeah. So I think you'll see them. You know, look at 
and they're, they're starting to do some minor league deals, but I think you're going to see them start making room to package together prospects and actual, uh, you know, NHL ready players. Do you uh, expect, uh, do you expect a deal tomorrow on Monday? I don't think you're going to see a blockbuster deal. I think you'll see Barry gone. Well, that's um, a blockbuster deal. It, it, it is, but not like a not like a William Nylander trade for like a big name. I think you'll see Barry get traded for maybe like a, a fourth liner, third liner, and then maybe a pick or defenseman. But um, you're not going to see like a blockbuster deal like a Dumba for Nylander or something. But, it, but again, it could, but, I'm hoping but, but I'm wrong. If Barry goes, that could insinuate that there might be a blockbuster deal in place because you flip him for, let's say you flip him for a pick. Couple picks, maybe maybe a maybe a first in there, maybe not. You flip those picks for a player that could be a, that's a blockbuster. Yeah, I'm, you start I'm looking hoping. at available defensemen. So I don't know. I, I you know prove us wrong, Dubas. I think uh, I, I think if you want to look at you know keeping your job, you're gonna have to do something soon. Jack Bogosian was on waivers. Lightning picked up. Lightning signed him to a one-year, one point three million dollar deal. Why wouldn't? <laughs> how Kyle do these Dubis, guys still have cap space? Why wouldn't Kyle Dubas go and get Zach? Yeah, how, how do these guys still have cap? I I think he went there because he thinks they're a cup contender. He he's probably sitting there thinking, you know, I got a team like Tampa coming to pick me. These guys are ready to go on a run. How do the? I don't know how these guys still have cap space to be picking up guys for over a mil. I don't know how the Leafs are going to contend even if they make the playoffs. Well, these gonna, guys are signing. Lightning got Bogosian. They saw they got Blake Coleman last week. I don't know how these guys are making deals like this. I don't. Boston got Andre Kasha. Yeah. Leafs got like Martin Marincin in their lineup right now. <laughs> they got that with Timmy, uh, Timothy, Timothy Lilligren. Who's that Malgin guy that played? He's like five foot five. Lilligren's not even like they got, they got AHL defensemen, and these guys are going out and got Bogosian as their seventh defenseman. Unreal, it's really it, it. When you see teams in your own division making deals like that, it's it's like, why are you guys just sitting back? It's either they don't want to play here, or know, they man. still think the Leafs aren't ready to make a run. This team's not ready to win a like they're not winning the cup. No, 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 no. Like let's say, no, no, <laughs> like close. So what's so then just do what's best for the future of the yeah. team because I think it start it's time to start looking at next year. You got to make a decision right now. They can't even are win you, a round. They can't you, win a round. Are you ready year? to go on a run? No. They won't even win a round. Are you going to win a round? No. Probably not. No. 99.9% no. So then... I'll play this audio back if they do, but... <laughs> yeah, so then you got to make a decision. Are you going to try and limp in and then get... And you're going to be out in the first round again? And then it doesn't matter because you don't have a first round or you're just going to, you know, go golfing. Disaster of a season, man. Um, Disaster. Or you try to make something happen now and then you try to make something happen close to free agency. Yeah. And the draft, you make a trade of the draft, clear up cap space. I think you got to make. He's gonna. He's probably sat down after that game, and probably stayed up all night saying, "What am I doing in these next two days? Where are we? Where's the direction of this franchise going? Starting there had to starting been, Monday. There he probably. Had to he probably. There had to be a meeting probably, between uh, Dubis, Shanahan, and Keith. I'm sure they've been meeting. I'm sure they've been meeting too. for the last two weeks, three weeks, saying, what, "What's our approach here, boys? What are we doing at the deadline? What do you want? What do you expect us to do?" Where's this team heading? I'm, they, they had to have had these discussions multiple times. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Keith has probably told them these guys aren't ready at all. Again, he, he's he's very pessimistic whenever you hear him in his interviews. Again, another he even said another embarrassing effort. 
you know, you, 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 we talked about this earlier in the week. You talked about Craig Button. Oh, he went off. He roasted. I love these guys. He's been on. A I, tear he's recently. been on. A but he's tear. right. And O Dog. Yeah, they're they're a hundred percent right. Of course they he are. Even called out. He called out the entire franchise last night. He said, "The do not get on these guys because they are not ready to make a run." And he's complete. He's opened everyone else's eyes now. He's completely right. I think a lot of people have have, have noticed it. I noticed it early in the year. I, I, I don't want to sound like I, I, I kind of predicted that this because obviously I didn't. But I saw this early in the year with some losses that they had and their compete level. And it's like, this should be better. And I I pinpointed it early in the year. I, I called out, I was called out Matthews. I even tweeted about him. Old dog said it best, man. These guys get paid to win. No one gives a damn about stats Matthew's getting a 50 no one cares about any of that they get you guys get paid to win as long as you win you're earning the contract you're winning and contributing you're earning the contract and right now no one's no one's earning their contract mm-hmm. and that's that's very disappointing and that's making a lot of people in Toronto really despise the Leafs and then you had the cherry on top of last night with David Aries, whatever hell his name is. And it's like, why do I even like this team? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're, <laughs> you know, and to add to that to look at the success of the Raptors. If they beat Tampa on Tuesday, though. I don't, I'm not jumping back on. I'm jumping back I'm on. Not. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, the success of the Raptors. That's a good point. It's almost like you're, they're pit, like the fan base is like kind of pitting you know each other up like and i because everyone loves the raptors they they're everything the leafs are not actually uh sid tweeted something out tonight with sid the raptors six zero six six zero i'm gonna bring it up it was really good he was roast again sid's sort of like the like this the Stephen a of canada i guess oh yeah he loves he's uh, just a troll he he's, a, a he's, he's become a, a pretty big troll mm-hmm, mm. and he tweeted out, he tweeted out tonight he's like every player on the leafs roster should have been forced to watch tonight's Raptor game courtside in order to see what professionalism actually looks like. Dude, they beat the Pacers by 46 points. Blew them out. I don't think Oladipo played tonight, but... Who cares? Still. This is a team where they, they actually had you know some, some close games in the last couple of weeks, and you know, there are talks of like, potential playoff matchups, but you know, a team comes in tonight and just absolutely blows out a team like that at home, especially after last night. Well, that's a team that doesn't has, doesn't look good on you. It Again, doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're getting embarrassed by your own, you know, neighbors. Who would have thought the purple team named after a dinosaur would be like the? Could you could argue that they are the the darling of Toronto? They're the right darling now. of they Toronto. They are taking over Toronto. They, they are. They won a championship. They lost Kawhi. That's adversity. And look how they're responding to it. Everyone in the U.S. said the Raptors weren't going to make the playoffs this year. Again, because just, they're mentally. Strong. Yeah. They're used to, the they're used to being Leafs put down are, by everybody. The Toronto, Maple, the Toronto Maple Leafs are mentally weak. Yeah, they're fragile. Delegate. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know what the Leafs should do to Kyle Dubas? The same thing we did to Brian G on this show. <laughs> should we queue up the McMahon? Oh, that's already queued up, buddy. <laughs> 
We gotta get him on. We gotta get Brian on and 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 chat a little Leafs. You know he's pretty fired up. He's happy with Tyler Toffoli right now. He's <laughs> he's he said he's fully nice. fully on fully immersed the Canucks bandwagon. Yeah, he's on it. He's on it pretty hard. Canucks are killing it. They beat Boston nine three last night. Again, good good young team. Face some adversity. They haven't overpaid their players at all. And have made some good gritty trades. Tyler Tyler Toffoli. When I heard that he was on the trade block, I said, This guy is the absolute perfect hockey player. And he would be absolutely perfect in Toronto. Well, those are the kind of players you need instead of William Nylander, right? And you know, the the Canucks I think knocked one right out of the park absolutely. by acquiring him. They they gave up nothing. Yeah. They gave up nothing to get him. Yeah, and for sure. And he fits, I think he fits in perfectly with those guys. Absolutely fits like a glove. In the Western Conference, they're heavy hitting. In the Pacific, fits like a glove. And I'm saying William Nylander. I don't want people to think like I'm anti-William Nylander. Like I said before, though, the Leafs have too many of the same players. They need some sandpaper in the lineup. That's the bottom line. Tampa coming up on Tuesday. Like... Scale one to ten. How bad do the Leafs need to show up in this game? Ten. 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 Over ten. In, in, in by show up. When I say show up, they need to win, right? If they want to, if they really want to put this do it this or, past or Saturday least, behind them, or at least steal a point. If they want to put this pass already behind them, they got to win. If they really want to put it behind him, they yeah. win 6-1. But it's not happening. Not happening. I would... I would They're I'm losing 6-1. I'm at the point They're right now where I'd be happy with like a one-goal loss. <laughs> Legit, a loss. That's so bad. I, it's, ter- that? it's, a terrible, it's a terrible thing to say as a fan, but this team is in such dismay right now. That <laughs> I, I'm happy with them losing like a one the goal game. Bar is pretty low, eh? The bar is low. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. And yeah. then come yeah. in and, and beat. You got it. You have to beat Florida. You have to. They could easily lose both, but who knows? But you, if you if you don't beat Florida Thursday, pack it in. It's the most intriguing Leafs team in a while for all for all the wrong reasons, right? To go back to Twitter land. You find um, some more fire tweets. Well, I had a lot, and I was I was firing off a few tweets. But where do you rank this loss? Oh yeah. In terms of worst losses you've ever watched. So I, I was reading a lot last night on Twitter. A lot of people saying that this David Ayers game or the Zamboni driver game, some rank it higher than the Leafs collapse in 2013 to the Boston Bruins. Which is funny because we just watched that. Yeah. <laughs> we just watched that game. Friday night. Friday night. Jordan. Why do we do it? No idea. Had some had some friends over. <laughs> we started watching Italy 2006 highlights. Amazing. And then I don't know how we got on. Let's watch Boston Leafs 2013. <laughs> Let's watch the comeback. It's funny. When, I, when, we, when we were watching that game, I still thought the Leafs were going to win. <laughs> I was still rattled. I was, I was still as I knew the outcome. I was just so rattled seeing every goal go in. I would say that last night, you can make an argument. You can make an argument that last night was more embarrassing than the Leafs being up 4-1 with 11 minutes left in the third 
and losing to the Boston Bruins in 2013. There's definitely an argument there. And I, for one, in terms of my opinion, I can say it was it was more embarrassing. Saturday night was more embarrassing than 2013 against the Bruins. I'm not saying it's more... 2013 was heartbreaking, but I'm saying embarrassing. I think it was... Saturday be- was embarrassing. I think it was because when you look at the team in 2013, first of all, it shouldn't have been in the playoffs. The short season. But, but they competed. They did. We watched the game, and yeah. you saw the, the compete, the hustle. They just weren't good enough. They weren't good enough. Boston yeah. Boston was... Was that, the was that the year... Boston no, lost to like Chicago few, in the yeah, final. A few years after... Yeah. They're they're right after a cup win, contending again. You said they lost in the cup final. Yep, like that that was the Stanley Cup team that was playing a, a team yeah. who, if it had it been a full season, probably I'd say would be close to a lottery pick. Bottom bottom would, ten for yeah, sure. There would have been an eighteen wheeler somewhere in that yeah. season if they, if, if, they, if they played a full eighty two. They just caught fire at the right time. It was a short season. Yeah. They just they ran with it. Yep. Say what you want, but but they competed. And they had that game. They just weren't good enough to close it out. I agree. But that team, or that game we saw last night was was just a good team that just completely shit the bed. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Definitely. why I I put last night's game as the one of the worst game that I've seen for an like embarrassing embarrassing loss. That's it. I actually had a guy tweet at me last night because I I tweeted this out saying, um, you know, I ranked that game as number one. Then I put. Uh, 2013 game seven is number two, uh, game seven, 2018, number three and game seven, 2019 is the four worst losses I've seen. Yes. Someone replied to me and, and you could tell this is obviously an older, older gentleman. Um, he tweeted at me saying that the, one of the worst games in his recent memory was, uh, the game six loss to the devils where the least had eight, eight shots, shots on, on I'll goal. I'll never forget that game. And he said that was he said never mind the game sevens he said that game was up until last night the worst game that he's ever seen. But that was back when the, the NHL had the whole trap. Yeah, like you could play the trap, and and, and the New Jersey Devils yeah. were like the kings. They won the cup that year. They won the cup that. They won the cup that year. You had Hall of Fame yeah. defenseman, Hall of Fame goalie, Scott Stevens. You had Niedermeyer. You had Bobby Martin Brodeur. You had Evan. Jason Arn. literally oh, Jason Arnott. <laughs> Studs, yeah. What a beauty. You, you had a, a whole team of studs. Lou Lamorello was your GM, I think. Um, you had the trap. And you, you, you arguably had one of the best defensive hockey teams of all time. And Jason Arnott. So it's warranted that, that you're going to get an eight, potentially an eight-shot uh, performance in that era. That Devils team was amazing. Fantastic team. Peter Sikora. Amazing. Remember Patrick Eliash. Oh, yeah. Patrick Eliash was good. Oh, yeah, like Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux. Who was the defenseman? The really good. Oh, why am I? Scott Niedermar? Scott Niedermar. Yeah. John Madden. They had, they had two Hall of Fame defensemen. Yeah. Hall of Fame goalie. One of the greatest goalies of all Insane time. Insane team. Of course, you're going to have eight shots against them. Like, yeah. Oh, that, those were. Trap Devils. Those are, that was a grueling playoff series. Leafs, but like the Leafs had to work for every goal. Yeah. No chance. But. But it just goes to show, like, yeah, there's some really heartbreaking losses in this team's history, but. When you actually put into context who they lost to, it's and the, the, you know it's it's just so Toronto. Yeah, it's so Toronto. Absolutely, it's so Toronto. They they are, are still a laughing stock team, and you know what, they're packed with talent. You know what else is a laughing stock? Our new studio. 
I don't know. I kind of like the uh, just seeing the insulation everywhere. Very right? podcast vibe. It's very. It's very. Basement. You know what? It's a very gritty basement. It's a gritty basement. It's a gritty basement. Yeah. This is the Kyle Clifford of basement of basements. <laughs> Exposed everything. Yeah. Just... The, the best thing in this basement is the Samsung TV that currently has the Calgary <laughs> Flames versus the Detroit Red Wings yeah. playing. But yeah, so we. I mean, we mentioned on our podcast last time we are, uh, we parted ways with McMaster. No, we didn't get fired. Um, we parted ways with, with McMaster, so we are independent, independently running a podcast now. Jordan finally bought a mic after years of convincing. I finally saved up enough pennies to grab one. Finally acquired a mic. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're in the basement rolling out podcasts. And what, what, what better way to start a podcast or what better day to start an independent podcast than a day after the Leafs lose to a Zamboni driver? A lot of content, a lot to talk about. Speak, speaking of content, there's been a trade. There has been. Wrap it up. Uh, Kolchuk. Oh, yes. Washington. Kolchuk to Washington. Yep. Wow. So they Kovi trade, and Ovi. Kovi and Ovi. They actually posted a, a picture of Ovi having dinner with Kovalchuk. Unbelievable. Good another, return. Another Russian good return. on the Caps. For a guy they picked up for seven hundred grand. And good return. he's actually playing very well. Um, yeah. Let's see what Montreal got for him. I think they only got like a third rounder. But a third rounder for some, you know, something they paid $700,000 for. So... Yeah, yeah, so it seems like the Habs are packing it in. The Habs are packing it in. We'll see what the Leafs do tomorrow. Um, are you going to yeah, watch I'm, Trade Center? I, I'm at work all day, so I'll probably just fall out of my phone. You're not going to stream? You're not going to be a committed, no, uh, no, committed hockey gonna, fan? No, I'm not going to stream. I, I don't think much is going to happen, um, but I, I could be wrong. This microphone is definitely catching the girls upstairs. So the one other thing about, I mean, the downfall about doing a podcast in your house is... In the gritty uh, basement. You know, in the gritty basement is... Um, there's company upstairs. All right. So bear with us here on Purposely Offside. The newly new and improved Purposely Offside. The new. <laughs> yeah, the analytics-driven Purposely Offside. Um, you don't think there's going to be any blockbusters think, tomorrow? I don't think there's going to be much going on tomorrow. But I could be wrong. Because a lot's already happened, right? There's been a lot of deals. Um. In terms of the Leafs, I know the, the, the Leafs waived um, Timishov today, so I don't know if that's going to set him up for a deal uh, to, to free up a roster spot. Um, who knows? W- we'll see. Um, one trade is not going to change this team, though. One trade is not going to change the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's some. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of issues at uh, at play here, and um, one player is not going to switch everything. One defenseman is not going to switch anything. Um, these guys just got to look themselves in the mirror and ask, you know, who am I? Um, and what kind of player, what kind of NHL player do I want to be? Because right now it's just plain, it's not good enough. And they all got to dig deep and, and try to find a way to make the playoffs here. I just sounded exactly like a Toronto Maple Leaf post-game interview. But it's true. They they, they got to they gotta figure something out, man. Because you and I can both agree, they can't afford to miss the playoffs. It's just not an option. So, anything else? Talk leaves for about fifty-five minutes. Yeah. Did you see? Um, for a wrap-up Tuesday, the Carolina Hurricanes are hosting David Ayers. Yeah, I saw that. 
and he's going to ring the siren or yeah, the, the, the hurricane siren that they got. I mentioned in our group chat, I already foresee what's going to happen. This guy is going to ring the siren. I don't really know what they do pregame. If they win, he is 100% going to come out on the ice in a Zamboni <laughs> and and drive the Zamboni right into the middle oh, of the storm God. surge. Absolutely. I want, I want to watch the game. Can you bet on that? Uh I don't think so. That's for sure happening. It's it's a hundred percent happening. I, I really hope they win. Who do they play Tuesday? What if they started they play David Dallas? Ayers? That's a tough game. Any chance they start David Ayers? No chance. <laughs> they they already they're already talking about uh calling up guys from their minor league team. I think they called up maybe even two two goalies, so it doesn't look good for for their starters, so we may see a we may we may even see a, an L on Tuesday, but I really hope I can see that happening. I really hope they. I, I think regardless if they win or lose, they'll still do one if he's there. Yeah. Just which is hilarious. You're serenading this guy, and he. Before we wrap up, I, I I thought about this before I came over. How weird is it that this guy has become this? thing this is hilarious overnight sensation 15 minutes of fame whatever you want to call it this guy's gonna get up on he woke up today and he's gonna wake up tomorrow and he's gonna go to leafs facilities and go on the ice with his gear on after he just beat the toronto (laughs) so many chirps how how do you face those guys after like I know, it's, everyone's gonna look back on it after, and be like, "Ah, uh, funny, we lost this guy." But like, they're gonna take it as they got they lost to the Carolina Hurricanes and they just got flat out beat. But how right. do you go into that locker room, or how do you go into the facility and see all those employees and players, and just be like, "I just walked in and em- completely embarrassed your your franchise, and I'm working for you guys still and playing." Yeah, I, I just well, I think the I mentality is how... like you said, it's the Carolina Hurricanes team that we should so have well won. We should have been better. We lost to them, but. Still they this. can't chirp David Ayers like he. You can't, but in, him inside be like facing these guys saying, "Wow, I, I literally could be the reason why guys get traded." It wasn't him though. He had nothing to do with it. He just. I know it's in it's all on them at the end it's of the all day. It's on all the on the players, exactly. But it's, it's just it's just players. awkward and weird to walk in after saying, "Hey, I just beat you guys in your own barn." I bet with he walked team. in head super high. You think he was all cocky? Oh no, not cocky, but just. Like he, he mentioned, w- he was going to bring his. He played a joke on the interview there, <laughs> after, saying he was going to bring his game puck in. But if there was a day that he felt he belonged in that practice, it was today. It was Sunday's practice. You know, he felt like he belonged. They were showing him. I saw a tweet today. They showed him on the ice with like Nylander and Mikheyev. It was. I think. Yeah, it was, like, I think shots. they gave him. I think it was an optional. Yeah. But Nylander was on the ice. I think, and I and I think he was on the ice taking shots from them. So it's like, how do you just wake up and be like, all right, let's just, you know, it's just another day. Yeah. When you were trending throughout North America, they, they were posted. It was on CNN, the Washington Post. Washington Post was on CNN. Yeah, the Washington. <laughs> every major, every major news network across North America knows had lost to a backup goal, to, a, to a Zamboni <laughs> driver. Had him posted everywhere. Yeah. The like, whole world, you, you the whole up world day, America knows. You wake up, you wake up on Saturday, and you're just like going about your day as like a regular day. But then by the time you go to bed that night, you're just uh, you're viral. You're viral. You're an instant sensation. You just overnight. never know when something like that's going to happen. That's just the craziness of social media nowadays. This is like something like that can yeah. completely change your life in a matter of twenty minutes. Hundred percent. 
One last thing before we wrap up the show. What do you think David Ayers did last night after the game? Do you think he... I think he went... I think he went home. Well, they showed the interview with uh, Mark Masters today on SportsCenter. It was him and his wife. Um, he went home. For sure cracked a few cold ones. You think he went home? Oh, yeah. Or was he... I, I think he went home, cracked a few cold ones, and went to bed. I think he went to CC I want to keep lounge at a time. I want to keep a little, you know, PG thirteen, but I think there's some other potential extracurriculars. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely cupped, cracked a couple cold ones. Sat in his old lazy boy, probably watched the highlights and laughed his ass off. Oh my! God. And just said, "Look what I did! I just helped recruit." He definitely turned on Sports Center to watch. He himself. probably he, he he had his he kicked his legs up, had a couple land sharks like we are right now, <laughs> and he said. Look, I could potentially destroy the Toronto Maple Leafs. I got a win. I got my first... Yesterday, I was driving a Zamboni driver. Today, I got my first NHL win. And I shout out Austin Matthews. I just... Unbelievable. You just just gotta laugh at this point. Keep the good times rolling, man. Alright, that's it for us here on Purpose the Offside. Let's hope the next time we chat, we have some... uh, Better, uh, better news in relation to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Trade deadline Monday, Tampa Bay Tuesday. Uh, Leafs are on the road in Tampa. And Leafs are on the road on Thursday in Florida. Two critical games. Need a couple Ws um, to get back in the win column and just prove that um, they are an NHL team and are worthy of making the playoffs. That's all for us. Take it easy. See ya.